You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This exact grouping. Now a lot of people are out on folks. vacation. We're really scraping the bottom of the barrel. Nobody ever wants to sit by me. I know. I've been working at home in the afternoons because everyone leaves the office by, like, once the mail gets picked up, once the packages go out for the day, it's like, why am I still here in an empty office? Yeah. But I've been, it's like 10 work days, I think. I was... Work from working from home. I oh, know I missed you. I didn't. I hadn't seen you in like a month because yeah. I was on vacation, and then you were, um, yeah. on. Yeah, and then Brad and Jacob are out, and then I'm about to be out. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be. You're like, out next week. Yeah, mm. or this week, mm. Wednesday. <laughs> so I'm in here for a couple days. And you then. were out last week a little bit. That's my first vacation since yeah. I've been here. Wow. I got to help and with customer service. And it went poorly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like we were, we were on the road driving to North Carolina, and within like I don't know, thirty minutes of the drive, Derek's texting me. Like, oh no! Uh-huh. I'm like, oh man, I can't get away. Yeah. Um, but baby steps. Small oh. biz probs. Small biz probs. It's a good problem to have. I'm, it, I'd be more worried if no one needed me. Everyone's yeah. like, oh yeah, we were totally fine without you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're pretty replaceable. Actually. Yeah. Like, uh, why are we paying you again? Oh my gosh! Why don't you drop to part time, Dan? Derek, you ruined everything. <laughs> He's taking Dan's job. He, he was trying to get me to come to his hockey game last night. That's he funny. Like, he pitched it like you wanted to go to his hockey game. No, I, d- I did. But, <laughs> yeah, I was like kind of a, 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 a little awkward between the two of you. Well, I did. <laughs> I'm figuring out a relationship. A little sexual tension I, there. Yeah, there's, I there's begged to go, <laughs> and then he finally let me, and I'm telling everyone <laughs> that. Yeah, I'm trying to make it look like I'm being hard to get. Yeah, he's like obsessed with me or something. <laughs> it's weird. He texts me all the time. I never respond. No, I'm definitely going to go, though. He's just He got me watching the Stanley Cup and all that stuff, so I'm kind of getting into hockey a little bit. Is it hockey season right now? Just ended. So. Oh. Yeah, the Rockies. The Avalanche. Oh, the Avalanche? The Rockies? Yep. Oh, <laughs> the Rockies. <laughs> Avalanche. You think they play during the winter time? Ball. Cut that out. I think they do. It's like a pretty long season. Oh. Yeah, I believe, but it's over now. Hmm. Yeah, I got into it right at the end of the season. You'd be like getting into like the World Series of baseball season. Wow. I started watching at the very end. Your um, sunglasses remind me of something that I did this weekend. Oh. Um, and I haven't told you about yet, and it's unrelated to the outdoors, but I watched Top Gun. Hey. What'd you think? Good. Not as good as number one. Let's oh, my 
No, no. Okay. Um, I don't want to spoil it for anyone that hasn't seen it, but my dad's favorite movie is Top Gun. So I watched Top Gun a lot when I was a kid. So this does not compare. There's it like was sentimental reasons is what you're telling me. Yeah, I think so. It was very good. I thought parts of it was hokey. Um, and you're talking about an 80s movie not being hokey? It yeah. was it was it was Thin- good for the era. Like you think you're in I the know. 80s when you watch it. You're like, "Oh yeah, that's how the 80s were." Uh, right. uh, it's hokey. <laughs> that's yeah. how the 80s were. But like when the this isn't a spoiler, but when the like scene opens and that old like nostalgic like the the songs came on and like it's like that heaty like you can see the heat and like the planes are going i was like i tapped him i was like oh my god, oh my god. And he was like please stop <laughs> ruining it i heard the new jurassic park is not very good oh I really heard it's uh not I'm, the best but i'm not big into it jurassic park was the first pg-13 movie my parents ever let me watch i That's, think it was mine too that they knew about. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like, wasn't like at a sleepover. Yeah. We're probably dating ourselves. That's Believe it or not, you guys would be proud. It was a VHS situation for me. That was a... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was it a was VHS like, situation for me, too. Yeah. Uh, do you remember your first R-rated movie you saw with your parents? Mine was The Matrix. Might have been, uh, might have been Jackass. Real? You watched that with your parents? I watched one of them with my dad, yeah, and a bunch of my friends in our basement. That's amazing. Yeah, that might have been the first one they knew about. Um, Do you remember Blockbuster? Did you guys? Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, Blockbuster. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Blockbuster got me through college. (gasps) Oh, you know. Okay, God, we're this is so unrelated, but I think people (laughs) are gonna really get a kick out of this. Um, someone reminded me of this the other day that when we were younger, I don't know about y'all, but when I was younger and you wanted to go to the movies, you had to pick up your landline and call the number and it would ring and then they would be, give a recording in alphabetical order of like the movies that were showing and what time. So if you wanted to see like something that started with a W, like Wild Wild West, you had to wait the entire movie list and then they'd be like 12, 15 p.m., 1.45 p.m. And you'd have to go through it. And then you'd have your notebook and you would write it down all the times. And if you messed up, you'd have to go through the, re- the entire recording <laughs> again. But that's how you knew the times for the movie. We, did, we were in the newspaper. Like we, okay. we would do the, you know, the new, new newspaper would have, you'd have the movie theater with everything the movie theater is showing. But then if there was like a Top Gun ad, it would have like the Top Gun mm. ad. And then underneath it'd be like, all the different movie theaters in your area. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm a huge Seinfeld fan, and Kramer, one oh, time, the movie phone. his his phone number was, like, one number off from, like, whatever that number was. So, like, people would be calling him all the time, and he loved it. He would sit there, and they'd be like, he'd be like, what movie? He'd, like, press one for whatever. <laughs> he'd pretend to be a robot <laughs> and then tell them what time the movie was going to start. So I actually knew that was a thing from Seinfeld, but didn't actually do that yeah so so outdoors let's pivot yeah let's do it Braden. you got yourself a new toy yeah so we're in sam's um buying a bunch of stuff like we normally do and walked past kayaks and i just like always dream about kayaks whenever i see them places and me and sav both like she wants a paddleboard and i want a kayak well my birthday's coming up end of july and we walked past and it was like a smoking deal and I was like, oh, man, that's awesome. Like, whenever time comes, like, that's probably the one I want. 
and I sent it to Jacob. I like sent him a picture of it. And I was like, dude, check this thing out. Like, it's really cool. And he looked it up and he sent me back a link and he was like, is this the one? And it was like three or four times the price of what it was in the store. And online. Like, online. Yeah. Like it, live. It wasn't like a sale. It was just like, for some reason it was smoking cheap in the store. And I told Sav, I was like, dude, this thing, I think they made a mistake. Like, I think this is like not priced correctly. Like we need to get this like ASAP. And so it's kind of nice because it was like a, mm-hmm. so, um, she called my mom and they like went in on it together for my birthday <laughs> and got me a kayak. And so I, it's a, a lifetime 100 Kanai. It's like, hey, so it's a 10 foot, it's a 10 foot bat, like fishing kayak. So it's, a it's sit, got the rod a holders. On. It's got the rod holders, got Ooh. a nice, a nice, uh, seat on it. It's came with a, like a detachable like two-part paddle thing so mm. yeah so uh went home that night and took it out to, uh so i live close to some ponds and like me and sav carried it over there and i <laughs> just got in a pond it's like a neighborhood pond but didn't matter first cast threw out my my mini uh my white mini z-man chatterbait with uh little what is it like saucy swimmers from guggen baits and first cast boom nailed a fish i was like oh man and then you just paddled in you're like yeah so that's it that's, that's it i'm done how how was it like setting the hook in the kayak dude it was good so like um i i'll tell my uncle about the kayak and he's like oh i've been on some lifetime kayaks i don't know what they were but they were like really tippy let me know if that one feels tippy because he's looking for one too and like i don't i don't have anything to compare it to but like it was more stable than i thought it would be mm-hmm. like a kayak like I don't know. I just feel yeah. like they're pretty tippy yeah. in general because they're narrow. But this one's like almost three feet something wide. So my wife like, has oh. a has a twelve foot lifetime, and I prefer it in smaller like creeks and stuff. I have a twelve foot new canoe, and I can literally stand up and fly cast in it. And oh, yeah. really? Yeah. It's, That's awesome. It's I don't... legit. And and the new canoe has a three hundred sixty degree swivel seat. So I can swivel oh. it to the side and dangle my feet in the water and cast sideways. See, that would be nice. Because that's what I have a feeling we'll do a little pimp out sesh on yours. And I'll show you, like, you, you got to get an anchor. You could get a little $100 fish finder. I can show you how to build mm. a battery box. Um, I need one of those uh, crates, right? I got that's a, crate. a thing. Yeah. You put, like, a crate back there. Because <clears throat> it was kind of tough. Like, I I spent no time thinking about, like, ergonomically like how to use mm. the thing i was literally just like dropped it in the pond and like put my bag of stuff behind me and strapped it down and just like took off um but like it was really sorry i just okay. kicked eric under the table <laughs> uh i like had a really hard time turning around like with the paddle and my rod and turning around and like grabbing all the stuff bringing the bag around like finding what i want so i think i'll get one i'll get better at like fishing out of a kayak like i think there's a bit of a learning curve for someone that has never really done that um but two like you're talking about like there's there's probably several things that yeah especially knowing you like i buy stuff yeah you you're a gear guy yeah, so i'm a gear yeah. guy it, it makes up for the deficiencies of being a poor anchor <laughs> you can't wanna... blame your tools <laughs> yeah i want to be on this if you guys do an episode on pimping out his kayak, I want to be on it. I have a kayak, but it's not really meant for fishing, but I, I rigged it up to fish last year. I like, didn't... I put a universal, like, rod holder and some stuff and huh. then took it out on the Blue River. And, like, the current was 
the current was going, but I was all, I just didn't do it right. I was like trying to fish, but then I was getting ready to go into some trees. Cause that's why yeah. you need the anchor. Yeah. And so then I'm like trying to put the rod down and like paddle away. And yeah. then like, there's a fish yeah. on and it was stressful. Yeah. yeah. The anchor by far is the biggest. Okay. If you're in a moving body of water, like mm-hmm. that, a creek or a river or stream. Well, the That's the pond I was in was like that too, because it has like a, has like a, a, I don't know, like a drain mm-hmm. thing. So like it skims off the top and goes down. It's like pretty significant. So like I would get away. where I yeah like a spillway, and so I would get where I'd want to be. I'd be fishing, and then all of a sudden like my boat would be would kind of be turning like right that yeah. way. So I'd be like, oh shoot, really? Yeah, if it's windy, yeah, yeah, it can be bad, but. No, that's awesome. Get a weight or an anchor. I got a new gun over the weekend. Yeah. I didn't mean, my dad gave it to me. He had oh. it. It's what not really it? a gun what? per se. It is a, uh, it's a parts kit for an AR that shoots AK-47 rounds. Is that 7.62? 7.62 by 39. Okay. And it's apparently, I didn't even, I didn't really even understand why anyone would do this because I'm like, well, AKs aren't that accurate but apparently you put an ak round in an ar platform it'll be a lot more accurate Hmm. and it's very similar to 300 blackout or 30 30 winchester so you could probably get out two to four hundred yards depending uh and it'll work with the suppressor at the spot so so that's jim gilliland that guy that we did uh blowing things up with he's a army ranger sniper that's the record he holds in afghanistan is the longest um, the longest confirmed kill with a 762. Uh, and but it that's was like, probably a 308 762. Oh, is that right? Okay. But it was like, by. it's like over a Absurd. mile. Yeah. yeah. I was like, like way over. Was it like, like a 800 mile. yards or something? Or oh, like, wait, what? It'd be more than that. Or whatever. Yeah. Math is hard. It is math. How math. many feet is in a mile? 2,357. Check me on that. I think Wouldn't it that was be like awesome 5,283. Oh. I think it's 5,000. I'm gonna look. Maybe I'm I say thinking yards in a mile. I was about to say because yeah, feet in a mile, five thousand two hundred eighty. That was three. If you divide that by three, that's how many yards it was. I, and I said two thousand three hundred, so I'm not right in either way. I sounded confident though, which is a secret to my. Trade. So how many yards are we talking? Seventeen sixty yards. One thousand seven hundred sixty yards. So he talked about taking the shot, and it was a person in a window, so it was torso up. He said he had to aim like something like ten feet above, and like let it drop. That's crazy. And the math and like that that guy had shot one of his guys immediately before he took that shot. So it was pretty wild hanging out with just like an ice cold, long distance sniper. <laughs> yeah, I met him at Gayos when we went there. That oh, was yeah, the first yeah, time yeah. I met him. He was there with um, was it Boyd or no? He was with um, it was like a barrel manufacturer yeah i forget I the name oh of the yeah, yeah. I, I barely remember meeting him i think it was boyd no that make they make stocks it was started with a b yeah dang it i wish i knew because it's a freaking cool company yeah. they make like amazing behringer no mm, i don't that's know that's a wine company oh. right? <laughs> <laughs> barefoot <laughs> barefoot <laughs> Um, but he was like, I met him and they're like, oh, this is Jim Gilliland. And yeah. I was like, oh, hi. Like, nice to meet you. And I was thinking in my head, like, you're the most badass person yeah. I know. And I'm not even going to tell you I know it. Oh but he was the nicest, the nicest human. Guy. You'd never know him. No. Like, he's just. Super kind. Yeah. Very approachable. Like, chit chat all day long. He won't bring stuff up unless you 
ask yeah. him about it. But the cool thing about him was like, so we spent two nights uh, down there shooting that blowing things up series, and he stayed with us in our Airbnb or whatever. Oh, nice. So I stayed up till like two a.m. the first night. He was like drinking. He's like, well, want to stay up and drink some? And I just like sat there as he drank whiskey and asked him question after question after question and he answered everyone he could some of the ones i asked he, could. he was like that's classified <laughs> well, he was like i mean i can't talk about like our specific training and stuff because mm-hmm. i was asking like he went through delta school which is like the uh dev grew which is like a special, a special group within the navy seals mm. there's a special group within the army rangers called delta so that's like the same thing uh so he was telling me as much as he could about that and it was incredible he told me there's a a group for uh helicopter pilots too that's like that which i didn't realize but it makes sense that like you would have these guys that are just and gals that are just incredible helicopter pilots he's like the stuff they can do with those things is it melt your mind did you ever ever read that book about the guy that shot bin laden that i no. recommended you've got to do that it's i know called... i'm sorry i should I read you've it. recommended I'm that to me so it. many times now i gotta tell you guys because um I think Jacob read it, right? Uh, you told him about it and he read it. Yes. Um, or maybe he told me about it. The guy, the author's name is Robert O'Neill. He is the guy that shot Bin Laden. Oh, okay. And his book is called The Operator, Firing the Shots That Killed Osama Bin Laden. And it Dang. is very good. But... He also was um, involved in the guy shooting the guy that um, the Somali pirate. Yes, yeah. that that did the whole um, yeah pirating thing. Yeah. And so he talked, but most of the book is about going into the training and all the stuff that they have to do yes. there, and then just like life as a Navy SEAL, yeah. and then that more so the end is about like the two missions that he was involved in. So I think you would like it just because yeah, he talks no. about like all the training and the stuff that they went through. I would 100% like that. Yeah. Um, what was the, uh, was it Chris Kyle? He has a, he had a book, right? Or did someone write a book about him? I think someone wrote a book about him after he died. Yeah. Who's Chris read, Kyle? He was the, the American sniper. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, he did write a book. Wait. Cause I remember seeing him on a talk show talking about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think he had, at the time, the longest confirmed kill, and it was like over a mile. Well, the, yeah, there's like different. So, Jim's is specifically 308. Yeah, yeah. 308, 762, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So yeah. That's cool. This Robert O'Neill was also in that mission, the American Sniper mission. Mm. Oh, like involved r- in it. Was it Ramadi and all that? Or I don't know. You're, are, you're talking about Red Wing, which is Lone Survivor, maybe. Maybe. Where they're up on the hill with uh, Marky Mark. Oh, yeah. And the yeah, maybe bun. it was that one. That's Lone Survivor. I don't know. He was involved in a lot of things. Yeah. Shooting and stuff. Woo-woo. Yeah. <laughs> so when's your, uh, when's your silencer coming? So I don't know what's going on with the ATF. So they, you know, there's an electronic way of submitting the form, which speeds it way up. So that's good. So they're saying about three months, which oh. is good. Wow. Um, is that good or bad? That's that really like good. a very really long good. time. Oh, it's a very no. short time. Usually it takes nine months to a year or it used to because they do like so much stuff did you do that one website that like silencer co yeah or silencer central i think they're the same company but for those of you that don't know our office in louisville literally the building next door is a huge regional 
gun seller, KY Gun Co., that we've done some work with and partnerships with. So I just, on my lunch break, walk over there and peruse and, and bought it from them. So uh, that's a nice resource to have. In other ATF news, my wife's AR-9 that we did some photo shoot with. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, the backpack. Uh, yeah, so it's a pistol, AR-9 pistol, and it's got a stabilizing brace on it called the tail hook that oh, opens up yeah. and it sets on your thing. The ATF is about to make those illegal. Yeah. So what, I don't like know. the the brace or yeah. The yeah? There's like a big there's like a two page form with points, and if you score over four points, and the points are like, is it designed to be held with two hands? Is it longer than mm. eighteen inches? Is it way less than this blah 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 and you go through this list and you tally up how many points you get and if you're over four then you either have to remove the brace or you have to uh register as a you know pay your 200 hundred dollar tax stamp and register as a short barreled rifle which i think we might go that route because then i can put whatever brace i want on it that's Uh, interesting so they're illegal unless you pay more yeah, I think the idea is that um, is that certain guns are so unwieldy that there's no way you could fire it as a pistol and be safe, right? Like, like there's no no one would would put like a ten inch barrel, three hundred blackout, and then try to fire it one handed. So they're like, why are we pretending like this is a pistol? Which I kind of get. Okay. Um, but also, you know, especially a- AR style that have the, the buffer tube, even if you just have a bare buffer tube, you can put it into your shoulder if you really wanted to. Yeah. Um, well, isn't the idea that like disabled individuals could use that to and shoot with one hand? Like, isn't that the whole point? Of it? You could, I think their argument is if someone was disabled, they'd be much better served just with a nine millimeter pistol. Oh, so it's a caliber issue. <clears throat> well, it's like a, how functional is it? Yeah. Like you're not going to have like a 50 cal pistol. You know, it's like yeah. no you there's no way you could yeah. accurately use that. So right. so I think it's that and also I think it's just a way for the ATF to make money. Yeah. And do paperwork and secure their jobs. Our camera. Or did you flip the Did you flip the thingy? Oh, no. I don't think I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> you ready to stop recording? Yeah. It might have. <laughs> We're going to play okay. that game. And it's see. just me. Yeah. It's just a little old Erica. <sighs> That's funny. You got into some gardening, you said? Oh. Or you're struggling with the gardening? This is, I mean, no one wants to hear about gardening, especially coming off of like AKAR talk. <laughs> However, so Tim and I normally lived on, like in previous years, we've lived on houses that are like, half acre 0.3 acre plots right so like the garden was always a raised bed like eight by four like very manageable like every one foot you put a plant and then you can just get the weeds out and things are great and awesome and I had really figured that out perfection okay now we got this house 14 acres I'm like I'm going to blow out this garden right no raised beds like spend a lot of time tilling the land did it last year learned a lot of things we also didn't have water up there that was a train wreck 
Um, so that didn't go very well. That makes growing things hard, I hear. Yeah, like, (laughs) the, the timeline of our build was a little bit off, so the water didn't come in. Okay, well, I was like, okay, well, now I know, like, I'm really going to till it up. I'm going to put fertilizer in and just space things out. Like, corn, you can't just, like, put four pieces of corn in and, like, expect corn to grow. Like, that doesn't happen. So, like, half of the garden's going to be corn. Oh, man. Learned a lot of things, right? And it's like, I don't know, the garden's bigger than, bigger than this room, okay? Nice. So... Okay, great. Get the garden, till it up. Spend a lot of time tilling. Spend a lot of time in our basement, like growing from seed, right? And get out there, plant it all. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? Because I had to leave for two weeks. Because we went on this trip. And I come back and like, it's like grass. The grass is like, it's just a grass bed now. Huh. Like grass. Growing sod. Yeah. (laughs) and also also, like the rest of our like tim has really been trying to grow grass on like the rest of our property where we built and but like i'm having no problem growing this grass in our garden but the grass is more than the plants now and also Mm. it's so big i can't go and like pick weeds i don't know how the farmers do it i think they don't they they put those black tarps over the soil and then they just punch a little hole for the seed to go in not farmers i think they use pesticides yeah, so what I've learned is <laughs> chemicals. Like is if you friend. ever if you ever notice, like right before the corn goes in, like right around turkey season, like the farmers will wait for turkey season before they go and like basically burn up everything. Like yeah. those little pieces of corn that have come up, they go and like they burn that out. Mm-hmm. And then it all turns like very brown and like stuff falls over and then they go in and plant. Soybeans, so right? Yeah, sweepings or corn. Oh. I thought they did alternating because of wasn't like yeah. nitrate? Yes, you're you're right. You're right. So if it was corn, they do soybean. If it was soybean, they do corn. Okay. Yes, you're right. Sorry. So I'm like, I need some of that stuff. That's what I should have done this year. But then also I see all these things where I think if you're right that if I did have a garden this size, I could have put down yeah. um that some like weed block fabric. Yeah. Yeah, and just like burned a hole in it and put put the thing in. But it's so big. Yeah, but then, like, there's other people with gardens my size in the area. Yeah, what are they doing? And I'm like, what are y'all doing? Like, I'm just I'm just riding around town looking at other people's gardens, like, upset. Like, I just want to knock on their door and be like, I don't see any weeds. What, what's happening here? And they were like, you have sewed your rows too close together, so you can't get your tiller between them. Oh. Like, every night, na- like, you need to till it again. So you have to till between every plant? Yeah. Between every row. Oh, between the rows. Okay. Between the rows. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, guys, if you know what you're doing, please, for the love of God, help me out. Because (laughs) I don't know how to manage. Like, I can, it's physically, my fingers hurt from, like, pulling up little weeds in, like, all of this space. It's too much. I I heard some guy talking about, like, the bug environment, too. Like, do you pay attention to, like, what bugs are there and stuff like that? Because, like... This one eats that one, and then that one eats this one, and that one helps the soil. And that, like, it's super complex. Yeah, right? you like, have to be careful, like what you're killing. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, some stuff will just straight up eat your plants. Do you do you plan on getting any like ducks or chickens or anything? No. no. I did go down a rabbit hole of. Like, oh, we should be, like, really self-sustaining. We should get some cows. And I was like, I don't really want to get the cows and the chickens. But I am, uh, I just ordered some stuff to do the rain barrel. 
Oh, yeah. Do you guys have that? No, I want to, though. <laughs> Not my neighborhood. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but you, I, live yeah. In, like, I live on a postage stamp with, like, no land at all. Yeah. But you could water your lawn with it. What? So it's a rain. So you take a barrel and you basically put your gutter into it. Uh huh. And so rainwater goes. So into all it. the rainwater goes into it, <laughs> and then you can put your hose to it, and like you could, if you wanted to get really fancy, you could get like a pump, a pump, plug it in, and then just seize that. Oh yeah, ours water is. We're on a slope, so I could do my backyard with gravity. Yeah. Because the barrels would be higher than the hmm. where I'm watering. Mm-hmm. So you just you can get like a little. Um, I mean, you can buy all this stuff online, but you can get like a little diverter, and it when you open it, it'll go into the rain barrel. Yeah, I actually feel like I just screen grabbed um, someone that put in plans of how to like have a barrel hooked up to one gutter, but then have another barrel uh, next to it that will. Um, I thought I did maybe. Oh, there it is. Like that. Oh so, yeah. To so see the. Gutter goes into there, and mm-hmm. then there's a pipe where, depending on the water pressure, it'll go up and start filling up a second one. That's just trash cans. Yeah. Just double yeah. barrel? Yeah. Huh. Well, dang. I haven't even considered that as an option, being that I live in a neighborhood. Like, I don't even think about stuff like that. Yeah. They have really fancy barrels you could buy. Like, I just have a – it's like a 55-gallon drum. Yeah. Like those big blue ones? I would use. Yeah. You could do that. This one's black, so it doesn't look mm. horrible up against our house. But they oh. have one that are, like, fancy, and they look fancy that you could put up against yeah. your house. Or, like, they're half barrels so that you could really slide it there. I've seen some that have, like, the top of it is hollowed out for a planter. Mm-hmm. So you could put, like, plants in the ah. top, and it kind of looks like a big planter. Huh. Cool. Yeah. Well, friends, we're coming up on time. We've got about a minute and a half. So should we give a Senate Slam update here? It's going to be hot. That's the update. Be hot. We'll have drinks. We'll have some ice cold liquid death. Some ice cold country boy. You know what? What? We should give him a promo code. Ooh. Oh, okay. If you have stuck around this long to this episode and listened to me complain about my garden, <laughs> talk about guns and kayak fishing, I think you deserve a promo code to come to Cine Slam. Right? I agree. Uh, member 10. M E M B E R one zero ten dollars off any ticket your VIP ticket your archery ticket your concert ticket whichever one you want all of the above you buy four tickets you get ten dollars forty dollars off forty dollars off that's what I'm gonna do that's gonna a good that's a good deal dang so come see us at Send It Slam member ten go to senditslam.com all right see y'all bye bye.